This is episode number 36 with Joanne Berry. Welcome to episode number 36 of She Runs the Show. I have got an amazing guest for you today. Um, this interview has been a long time coming. I am talking to Joanne Berry. And Joanne Berry has a, a very interesting story and an interesting mission. She is the owner of Fitness R Us. And she's got more than 28 years of experience in health, fitness, and wellness. But I think what you're going to love about listening to today's interview is that Joanne really believes in the connection between the mind, the body, and the spirit. And when she trains clients, she trains clients in that way. So she incorporates Reiki and meditation and guided visualizations and just all of the different modalities into how she helps men and women transform their bodies, their minds, their spirits, and their lives. And I think you're going to love that because so often when we're dealing with a fitness goal, you know, we think about, okay, um, why am I not losing weight? Is it my calories? Is it, you know, my workout regimen? Is it this? Is it that? Or we get discouraged when we're not seeing the kind of results that we want to see from a fitness regimen. And Joanne really speaks today to the fact that Everything that you do for the body with the body is really a mind, body, spirit experience. And that until you approach it that way, it's it's not going to give you the results that you want. It's They're interconnected. So I want Joanne to explain it because she does it better than I do. But I will tell you what, this is an amazing interview. And it's for all of us who really want to take our bodies to the next level. We don't begin with the body. We begin with the spirit, the heart, and the mind. All right, let's get to this episode with Joanne Berry. All right, Joanne, so thank you for being on She Runs the Show. I'm glad we could do this again. Oh, I'm excited that we can do this again. Yeah, I know. It's been very, very good. So tell me a little bit about what's been going on on your entrepreneurial journey lately. Like, what's What's been cooking, brewing? What's been going on for you in your business? Oh, there, there's so much. It's okay. Where do I even start? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, last we spoke, um, I'm in the process of writing a book. Uh, it's based on meditation, okay. and it should be launching in October. Fair so, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it. So, tell me, what was the inspiration for writing a book about meditation? Uh, well, I was inspired just through general visual meditations that I give during my workshops. And during my own meditation period, I would receive messages to write what I was meditating on. And it was almost as though when I do write, I write in a meditative state. So I, I'm not conscious when I'm writing it. It's, it. it's at a really higher level. Like It's almost like my higher power takes over when I'm writing. When I revisit it after I'm finished writing it, it it almost like I'm I'm fascinated by what I've written because it's like, where did it come from? Absolutely. And so, you know, so often I think we're we're in spaces where we're we're wondering, like, is what I'm hearing or is what I'm getting on an intuitive level? Is that me? Is that meant for me or is that just something I should ignore? How have you come to understand when you get a message that it's really a message you should listen to? Well, I uh, really 
um, tune into my vibration of my body. Like, for example, if I get a tingling sensation or I feel a, a little vibration from my feet all the way up to my crown chakra, then I know that message is for me. And what what would you say, um, you know, I think entrepreneurs do a very good job of, of being logical and rational and being in their heads and kind of saying, okay, let's look at the numbers, let's look at the strategy, let's look at the plan. How important do you think intuition is to the entrepreneurial journey? Oh, I think it plays a huge role um, because, again, once you set out the plan, it's then setting it into action, which is something I've actually uh, feed off of a lot from, from a lot of the um, messages that you put out there regarding the Monday method, etc. that I do, I do believe it plays a huge role in regards to when you have the plan in mind, if you actually set the tone and set it into action, it's sort of it's it's almost like it's floating in the air. So until you put it into action, then it, it takes it takes tone and uh, manifests into something. Absolutely. And so when you think about kind of the evolution of your own entrepreneurial journey, what was the thing that that led you to start a business? I knew deep down in my heart. I did not want to work for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) And I knew deep down in my heart that uh, I was going to put in a lot of hours. And if if I I was going to put in the hours, I wanted those hours to be um, based on what I wanted to do and for, for the message I wanted to send out as opposed to working for someone and someone delivering a message to me to then deliver out. Does, does that make sense? Exactly. You wanted to be in control of of what exactly. you were building. Exactly, exactly. And I also wanted to um, make sure it, it was being projected that I enjoyed what I do. So it wasn't a matter of just a bunch of words being put out there. I wanted the passion and, and the love to for people to hear from my voice that what I'm saying I truly believe in and I love it. Exactly. And, and so now... Tell everybody kind of like what your business is, what you do, and why you love what you do. Okay. Well, my the name of my business is Fitness or Us, and what it actually is, it's a personal training facility. However, I put a, I combine them, um, a variety of values together from personal training to rehabilitation fitness to nutrition coaching, Reiki, and then meditation. Mm. And, reasons why I do that is when we when we exercise it's not just about the physical body it's it's it goes a lot deeper it's the mental it's the spiritual and it's also what we eat so it, it all complexes together and and why I do what I do is besides the fact that I enjoy seeing the transformation that I I get from my own body I um, enjoy it like a hundred percent more when I see a client transforming Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and knowing that I helped them get to that point, and that I've also taught them, so they're not relying on me on on an everyday basis or a lifetime basis to be by their side constantly. So part of me being a personal trainer is not just about me standing over them and giving them, showing them the tools. It's about me standing over them and educating them. So if they decide to move to let's say Florida, they could take what I've given them and apply it. Mm-hmm. And 
So, you know, it's not, to me, I can just hear the passion that you're talking about. And, and what I often hear on entrepreneurial circles, especially in startups, is that in the beginning of a business, you are doing so many hours, you're working all day, all night, you know, you're on social media, you're writing articles. A lot of the entrepreneurs that I've talked to who've, who've been in the game for five years, seven years at this point, they talk about the fact in the first couple of years of their business, they didn't eat well, they didn't really exercise, they gained 30 pounds, um, and that's what needed to be done in order for, to get their business to a certain level in the first couple of years. What What's your take? I mean, coming from a background where you know how vital nutrition is and health is and, and transformation out of the physical body, but also of the mind-body-spirit connection, uh, what do you think of that startup being so draining that a person neglects their physical and their nutrition so that they can get a business up to a certain level? Hmm. <laughs> that, that's a very good question. And I mean, for me, um, if I'm not taking care of myself physically, spiritually, mentally and emotionally, I cannot possibly put out there what it is. I, the message I want to give to my clients. Mm-hmm. So I really take care of me and make sure that I'm getting the, the daily exercises I need, the nutrition I need, the sleep that I need, the meditation and et cetera. I, I feel it's extremely important, and it's also a role model, you know, where by me presenting to the world that I can take care of me, I can be healthy, I can eat healthy, and still manage a business and get it to the level that it's at, and I'm in my business for 14 years, it's, it's uh, setting, a, setting a tone of what's important. And so tell me, how do you then, because, you know, here's the thing, and I've come across this myself in the, you know, in the first couple of years, crazy, just like neglecting everything to get a whole lot of stuff done. And I finally come to the point where I go, I can't do that. Like, that's not going to work for me. What would you say to women entrepreneurs who maybe they are? moms and wives and they have a full-time job and they're starting their business on the side so they feel like they don't have enough time anyway and so to them it feels like either they work out and eat well or they work on the business part-time what do you say to them i would say let's do some time management because if that if their goal is having a business and it's that important to them it's just learning how to manage the time and sort of implement everything into your day to what it is you'd really like to do. I, I would also recommend that wherever exercise is the best time for them in their day, whether it be in the morning, afternoon, or evening, that they fit that in. Whether it's 10 minutes or a half hour or an hour, a little bit goes a long way. And by having that exercise into their regimen, their, their productivity level is going to like increase by 50%. So they're going to have energy to do what it is they want to do for their business. Absolutely. And when, you know, and when entrepreneurs hit a place where maybe their business has massively grown, so not even the startup phase, but massively grown, what is your recommendation for staying connected? Because some of the first things that go out the window when business is crazy because you have so much business and so many clients are things like meditation. So do you also think that a little meditation goes a long way, if even if it's five minutes? Oh, yes, definitely. I, for myself, I meditate. I might meditate for five minutes between clients coming in. And that's just as powerful as if you sat there and meditated for a half hour. Mm. So what do you think keeps entrepreneurs from keeping these sacred rituals that would really give them more energy and more, more, more productivity? What do you think keeps them from doing that? 
Hmm. Good question. (laughs) Because honestly, here's the thing. I hear a lot of things from different camps of people, some very well-known people. And a lot of what I see on YouTube and I read in major articles on the Huffington Post and other places is that it's either one of two things. It's either really practice self-care and meditation because that's the key to business success or it's the opposite where you have the um, you can sleep when you're dead and (laughs) you have to want it more than you want to breathe. Right. So, like, I don't see too many middle of the road people. So I'm just wondering when, when entrepreneurs get opposite messages, which are very extreme on both ends, where's the middle ground and how do you find it? Again, I think a lot of it is setting the tone of time management and asking yourself in regards to the business that you're looking to build or the business that you have already built. Okay, the, how the, the business is important, obviously, but isn't the mind, body, and spirit just as important? And it's weighing, I would say it would be weighing the value of what you really feel about yourself and how important are you to to yourself, mm. you know, having, here's this business that you've built up and and you're, you're sending this message out to your clients. You know, the, I think the biggest message is when someone can take care of themselves, that, that sends out a huge message. Yes. Huge. And so for you, how do you balance everything that you have on your plate? I mean, you're writing a book, you've got your own business, you know, you're focusing on your own mind, body, spirit, you have relationships that need attention and care. How do you balance all that stuff? Time management. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody better be really super great at time management. (laughs) Well, one of the the cool things I have is I have a fabulous husband that – is truly on board with all the tasks that I do and very patient for that matter and knows that somewhere along the line, he's going to sort of have to be put on the back burner for just a little while, especially when I get into that intensity of the completion of uh, one of my projects. Because when I get into that mode of completing the project, it's like I'm like a horse. I don't see anything right to left of me. It's just straightforward focus. And once that's over, then I, I'll, I'll take the time that I've spent during that process and I apply it to whatever I wasn't given the time to. And that would probably be my husband or, let's say, my daughter, you know, in that aspect. Yeah. What do you say to the, especially, I'm especially talking to women entrepreneurs in this sense, but what do you say to the women entrepreneurs who say, um, I don't have a supportive husband or maybe I'm not married. Maybe I'm a single parent and I've got six kids and I'm trying to build a business. What can those women entrepreneurs do who may not be getting as good a level of support as as other women entrepreneurs i would suggest that they seek out a support system yeah 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 i, th- I think that's definitely important um someone that a that, that that can also raise your energy level by complimenting them regarding what hard work they are doing and and the whole balance of like wow you're balancing your your children, your household, and you're working on this major business uh, um, process that you're doing. You know, I, I definitely think a support system is uh, something one should look into. Absolutely. And, you know, oftentimes I think you, you find that um, energy is contagious. So you always have to look at the energy of the people that you spend most of your time with. So you can kind of see, well, what energy am I catching? What energy am I um 
you know, are people bringing energy to the table or are they taking energy away? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. So what would you say to, you know, there are lots of uh, women entrepreneurs who might feel fear on some level, whether it's the fear of, of having the business go to a certain level or it's the fear of maybe getting too many clients at one time and not being able to balance everything else at home. How do you cope with the fears that come up as you expand your business? Well, uh, a little lesson I, I uh, teach when I do my writing workshop, I tell all my clients to drop the F from fear and listen to what it is they're being fearful of and then use it as their power. And work. Very good. And use it as their power. And And what do most people, how do they use their fear that you found in your workshops? Um, how do they use them? Yeah. Meaning, does it become something that, um, okay, so I'm afraid to write, but so now I'm going to write another chapter or I'm feeling fear. So now I'm going to have that conversation with that person. I mean, is it something that they turn around immediately and work with? I think for most of them, it's a process. It takes them a little time to get past the fear factor. They, it's like taking baby steps. It's like, okay, today I'm going to do it this way and see how it feels for me. And if it feels good, I'll take another baby step. And before I know it, I might take a hop. Yeah. And, and I think that's how eventually they alleviate. And they work with that. Now, you mentioned earlier your higher self. How, how do you allow your higher self to kind of take center stage and run the show? Um, how do I allow the higher self? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for most part, I, I do a lot of meditation, and um, um, I, I, I allow my higher self to make make themselves present to begin with. So I always know they're around me, and I always ask a little like um, little cues, so to speak, like you know, a sign, like okay, are you my highest, my higher power for the day? Show me a sign. I get the sign, and then I just allow that energy to flow through me. You know, and and again, as I said before, it's feeling the vibration of knowing that I'm being I'm being guided by my higher power. Exactly. And so now, um, do you find that you spend most of the time being guided by your higher power? And is that because of the the meditation that you do on a consistent basis? I would say, yeah, I would definitely say, yes, that's that plays a huge role, uh, being able to connect to my higher power and more so knowing when. When I ask a question, that I will immediately get an answer because I'm awakened and in tune to to uh, hearing or seeing or feeling the answer come about. And how how connected to how connected is nutrition to your ability to hear your higher self speak? I believe nutrition plays a huge role because assuming as long as you're eating clean. Your body can flow naturally, and of course, with the help of meditation and balancing your chakras, everything sort of flows easily, a lot, a lot easy, um, more flown. When you start to eat things that may not be as healthy for you, it, it almost clogs up your system, and that clogs up the whole concept of medita- on meditation as well. And so what do you what can people do to sort of clean up, you know, because, again, you hear all of those extremes with nutrition. If you had to give people, um, especially entrepreneurs, because we need that sense of being able to hear our inner wisdom and our inner knowing and to know what next next step to take in business. What 
tips would you give an entrepreneur who says, I know I got to clean up my eating, but I don't know where to start and I don't want to go crazy and like take everything out of my diet. Where should they start? I would definitely recommend um, taking in more water, uh, preferably warm or room temperature water with some lemon. That will help uh, detox the body a little bit. Um, minimizing white flour or eliminating it altogether. Mm-hmm. And really being conscious of how much sugar one is taking in in their day. Mm-hmm. And many people would argue that sugar is a drug. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and caffeine as well. And that when you're on that stuff, it is like any other addiction. Yes. And so what would you say to the person who says, well, you know, I, I work in, in Manhattan and I come home on the train or the subway and I go home and put the kids to bed and then I work on the business and then I, you know, go to bed at 1 a.m. and then I wake up at 4 to get on the train and do that again and I need coffee or I need sugar. What do you say to that, you know, entrepreneur? Hmm. Well, I don't believe we need coffee nor sugar. I believe (laughs) (laughs) And I drink coffee, so, uh, you know, I do have a cup of coffee a day. Uh, but I don't think it's a need. I think it's part of a desire. want it. Mm. And I, I have a, I have a, a statement in regards to are we fueling or feeding? Mm. And having sugar and coffee in our day sort of falls under the category of feeding, not fueling. Got it. And so how does somebody know if they're fueling or they're feeding? Well, if you're fueling, you're going to have energy throughout your day. Mm. It's not to be like a roller coaster ride that, let's say, comes at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock, you feel like you need that cup of coffee or you need that candy bar. Exactly. You'll have energy to sustain your day because you eat healthy and you're eating, you're eating balanced small meals throughout the day, where when you're feeding – you're looking for something to replace some sort of emotion that might be taking place in your, you know, in your daily base, whether it's stress related or the fact that, yes, you are tired uh, or you're bored or you might be a little sensitive that day, whatever's going on in your day. So that's really I, I would say the best way to define for someone, you're, you know, you're fueling when you have energy. Mm. And so. Is paying attention to what fuels you and what drains you a really important piece to figuring out nutrition? I believe so, yes. Okay. And, you know, I mean, you've been an entrepreneur for for some time. So tell me, as a woman entrepreneur, what do you, what do you struggle with as an entrepreneur? Oh, my God. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there, there's a list. Yeah. Every day every day may be something different. Um, for me to pinpoint and say one particular thing, I, th- I, th- I would say it's pretty average going across. For most entrepreneurs, um, it's a matter of finding um, a new marketing program that's going to that's gonna fit, um, reaching the clientele that you want to reach, uh, you know, daily fears, you know, you know, um, even as an entrepreneur, we have fears, you know, and we face them every day. And some fears we want to stick under the pillow and hide from. And exactly. <laughs> and other fears, we sit back and say, OK, today's the day I'm going to face this fear. Exactly. 
Yeah, so I, I think a lot of it is just a matter of there's something going on every single day. You know, it's just approaching it and, or not approaching it, pushing it to the side and say, okay, today I'm going to agree that I'm not going to, you know, deal with that process for today. And that's okay. Exactly. And so when was the last time you pushed a fear to the side and you said, okay, I'm not going to deal with that fear today? Oh, my goodness. Just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and so do you make an appointment with the fear for a future time? Do you just let it resurface again and then deal with it? Or do you wait until you're in a PowerPoint to deal with it? Should it resurface at that time, I will sit down with myself and evaluate. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And as you know, you talk about writing a book. Do you ever get writer's block? I, I don't know if I call it so much as writer's block as much as I call it as um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, confidence, you know, like the second guessing, you know, in regards to, OK, here it is. I'm writing a book. There's thousands of books in the stores, you know, that's about meditation. And why another book? So I have to get my, I have to give myself that self-talk of positivity to get myself back to that point to why I'm writing my book. Yes. And so how, uh, how many minutes of self-talk do you think it normally takes before you go, okay, yeah, this, I'm supposed to write this book? Um, it varies. Sometimes I'll, I'll snap out of it within seconds. Sometimes it takes me a little longer and, it really varies from day to day, depending on what's going on in my daily life. If there's other things that might be uh, pulling me a little bit in regards to I maybe feel like, oh, you know, I really should be doing this particular class rather than this one today. You know, so it's just a matter of um, snapping out of it or realigning my man my time management. Okay. And when you think about it, you know, looking at your at your life, what do you feel you were put on this earth to do? Oh, I, I feel exactly what I'm doing. I was put here to do, which is um, help people get into physical, physical, healthy shape through exercise, nutrition and, of course, meditation. I truly believe this is my calling. And. Knowing that, that you are living your, your calling and you're living your dream, what are the lessons that you've, that you've given to and that you continue to give to your daughter about pursuing her own dreams? Oh, wow. That's, that's deep. Um, well, I always tell her to follow her heart. Yeah. And she'll know in her heart whether it's something she truly wants to do or if it's just something she's going through the motion on. And now how old is your daughter? She'll be 21 in September. Oh my goodness. So she, so, so now, what, now does she follow in your, have you transferred your practices to her in terms of meditation? Does she understand the importance of fitness and nutrition? Does she live that way? Well, yes, she does exercise uh, twice a week. She, um, in fact, she's dropped about 30 pounds within the last uh, four years. Wow. Yeah, to uh, my guidance of uh, just changing the way she eats and just managing her weight as a lifestyle. I, I don't like to refer to the word diet. Exactly. I prefer to use the word as, you know, changing our eating habits as a lifestyle. Exactly. And uh, meditation, um, yeah, she, she does, you know, every once in a while she'll do a meditation. And I actually think she does more meditating than she thinks she does. Because <laughs> you can meditate in a number of different ways. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And when you look at her generation, you know, so she's 21. She's um, what, a millennial? When you think yeah. of her generation of, of women, what are you excited to see in that generation of women? What am I excited to see? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it all. I mean, I, I would really like to see more of like more of the social media for them. Yeah. Like really being able to interact in conversation and face to face communication. You know, that's what I'm excited for. I want to see how that's going to transpire for them. And, and even also how nutrition is going to transform for them and generation for them. And do you, you know, with the statistics about the fact that um, children today will not outlive their parents or will not live longer than their parents and things like diabetes and, and happening younger and obesity growing in children, do you worry about that? I mean, especially being in the fitness industry, focusing on health and wellness, do you, are you concerned at all about what those statistics are saying about children in general? Well, I am definitely uh, concerned in regards to worry. I don't know about worry would be word. Concern is a better word. And as a as someone in the health industry, my job is just to put out the education as much as possible and get people to really become aware of the importance of physical activity, eating healthy, and really like learning how to read food labels and learning what the ingredients are. Yeah. And once they can become aware of that and incorporating the physical activity into their life, I, somewhere along the line, I think I, I think we'll see a, a, a change. But until that, you know, until the education and the awareness is really put out there, and more and more um, children and teens are doing that and implementing that into their life, I think that's what we really need is just the education and awareness. Wor- worrying about it is not going to get us anywhere. Mm-mm, it's not. And, and really, it sounds like what you're saying is there there has to be a consciousness to yeah. it, kind of a wake up and then conscious choosing. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now, so tell me, you know, your, your higher power guides you in so many of the things you do. You're writing a book about meditation. You found ways to incorporate the mind, body, spirit into your business. What's next for you on your entrepreneurial journey? I mean, what, what mountain do you want to climb next? Well, um, my goal, my five-year goal is to see about expanding my business where I work alongside a physical therapist and um, which, I mean, I currently work with clients on rehabilitation fitness, but I really want to implement uh, personal training with clients who need, who are taking like physical therapy or rehab and sort of combine it all together and inform patients who are going through physical therapy or rehab that this is a, this is something they have to do regularly. And uh, working with a physical therapist, I think that might be the gateway for me to be able to constantly have that awareness and put that awareness out there to patients as well. So that's what my five-year goal is. Oh, wow. And so now are you, do you find that you, you network with a lot of physical therapists? I'm in the process of working on that now. Um, I'm, I just drew up a letter the other day. Uh, it hasn't gone out yet because my focus right now is on my book. Once the book is actually completely done, then my, the next step will, my next plan will be to get the letter going and then submitting it to the um, variety of physical therapists that I like to work with. 
Oh, beautiful. See, that's so now you, you definitely have a, a plan for incorporating it. What, what is a personal goal that you have for yourself in the next five years? Well, my personal goal, not in the next five years, but my personal goal in the next hopefully year, if not sooner, is taking a honeymoon with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't go on a honeymoon when you got married? No, no, we did not. <laughs> so where, where, now where would you two go? Puerto Rico. Ooh, yeah. So beach, yeah. sun, all of that. Good stuff. Yes, yes. Beautiful. Well, I want to ask you, um, how can people find out more about your work? I mean, I think what you do is so unique in the fact that you do bring in Reiki and meditation into the space of talking about fitness and nutrition. How can people find out more about you? Well, they can find me on Facebook. Um, I, I think Facebook is probably the best place um, under Jab Barry. Okay. Because uh, I put everything on Facebook from my personal life to my professional life and everything in between. <laughs> Um, I would say my my website, but I don't think my website gives a full hundred percent story of me. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm in the process of working on that. I don't think it will ever give a hundred percent story of me. I think my Facebook page does a lot more than that. Exactly. Yeah, so I think the Facebook page is probably the best bet. And of course, reaching out to me by phone and you know speaking to me directly. Perfect. So what I'll do is include a link to the Facebook page and the other information and social media on the the um, show notes. But I would just say, you know, I think what you bring to the table is something so powerful in that if we can connect to our higher selves and if we can be conscious about what we eat and how we move and loving ourselves, that it brings about a wholeness that you can't get any other way. So true. So yeah, true. That's powerful. Yeah. So let me ask you, when you are 85 years old and you're in a location that is a dream location for you and you look back on your life, what do you want to be able to say you were able to accomplish over the course of your lifetime? Hmm. I would like to be able to say that I've actually helped one million people transform their mind, body and spirit mm-hmm. with with uh, phys- um, personal training, nutrition, rehabilitation, fitness, Reiki, and meditation. Powerful. Powerful. Very, very good. Wow. And I'm sure you're going to get there and do that. So well before 85, too. So, uh, well, Joanne, thank you so much for being on the show. I am so glad to have you here. And, of course, we will bring you back again once that book launches. Thank you so much for having me. I'm truly grateful for you. <laughs> 